Hi, everybody. This is Mark, and I'm here with Kedrick. Hey there. Actually, we're not in the same room this time. This is, I guess, this is our first quarantine edition. We are in separate cities. Yes, we are. Um, I'm in Palm Springs, and uh, Mark is in LA, and we are doing this um, visual, vi virtual thing. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, pray for us and keep your fingers crossed, listeners. <laughs> It's an experiment, and hopefully it will succeed, and then we can do more like this. Yeah, well, we might have while to. We are, while we are locked away. Locked out of heaven. Um, so what's been going on? <laughs> A whole lot of sitting in the house watching TV, I guess. A lot of, uh, you know, movies and whatnot. I, I guess you can, you can only really watch the, so much, you know, uh, Netflix before it kind of gets like, uh, uh, you know, I, I can, I mean, I can watch a lot. There's so many streaming services and stuff, but the minute we like sit down on the couch to watch something, we doze mm -hmm. off. <laughs> I, I will fall asleep. So, um, Oh, you guys are so cute as an old married couple. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So, um, <laughs> we've got to find other things to do. Although we do, I mean, you know, we love watching movies and stuff. So we're, we're still okay there. We've got plenty of things on the, on the programming, but, um, I've also been, I, I think we talked about this a, a little bit that, um, so many people are doing things on Instagram or Facebook live, things like that. Yeah. And that's been really awesome. Have you caught any of your artists doing things? Yes. I caught Gary Barlow and, uh, JC Chazé. Yeah. From, yeah. Um, and I wanted Gary to say, go on tour, go do it now. Without <laughs> just, we, we, look, we can do it without one guy, <laughs> without two guys, two guys. <laughs> yeah. But that's take that. And they're, they're special. So, but yeah, Gary Barlow's have been really cool. He's, he's done a like, you know, virtual duets with Rick Astley and, um, God, who else? I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, with a Ronan Keating from boys. Yeah. Zone. And he, and he, sort of like um seemed like he discovered somebody this kid called in and uh, oh yeah yeah and so he sang with him and he said i i'm looking forward to meeting you in person it's like well i'm gonna call in oh wow and sing, and sing badly but that's okay oh he did he oh well <laughs> no i no i would <laughs> like, uh, yeah I, I had a, i was watching boy george on instagram um he's been really spending a lot of time on there and just chit chatting with people and um, playing tons of new music, like tons albums worth. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and a lot of really cool stuff. He's he said he's he's gone back and um, really gotten into like electro and synth pop, the right. stuff that even, even though they were around, you know, that's when Culture Club were popular, but that's not the kind of music they were making. Right. And so he's he's getting into doing some of that. So he's played some really cool stuff, but also he's been like calling people on on Instagram like randomly and putting them on video. Oh that's funny he was he was he uh he called shishi larue the other day yesterday oh i think the answer <laughs> uh yeah i i wasn't online for that part but shishi posted something about it yeah. so that cool. was that was cute but mostly he's been playing great music i saw um taylor dan's been singing in her living room yeah belinda, belinda carlisle does like a saturday serenade she's done two country songs so far who belinda <laughs> oh, you're being a smart ass <laughs> I do uh, it yeah, so people well. Are doing, people are doing interviews. Actually, Belinda's son, James Duke Mason, Mason interviewed his mother on Instagram. You saw that. For, 
for a new series he's doing, and he's he's gonna he's going to interview Leslie Jordan okay. next week. So that nice. should be cute. Cool. Um, well, as you know, you know, I was uh, I was supposed to go to England last week and uh, see Louise, and uh, you know, the travel ban was on, and um, it didn't happen. <clears throat> so um, I'm still waiting for everything to get. Um, refunded only one thing has gotten refunded so I'm gonna have to kind of probably keep on that um, she actually uh, whoever saw the first four shows are lucky because she did four shows and they wanted her to cancel after two of them but she uh, she was like no 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 and then she finally did and um, I'm bu I was bummed about that it was it was kind of a dark of day last week um, um, and um, hopefully she'll reschedule the tour i mean it says canceled as as of this point because i mean you know england I think is right now that they don't really know when to re you know people some things are rescheduling but i feel like it's got to be pretty loose because we don't really know you know for sure if we'll be out of this or not yeah um yeah so i certainly hope so but they're not i mean they're not canceling as of right now they're not canceling um uh hyde park so um and I found a I found a plane ticket uh, for that <clears throat> for like four hundred and seventy four dollars. Uh huh. But it's literally I would see the I'm gonna see the Go Go's in San Francisco, the one you're gonna go to, and uh -huh. then I would have to either fly out of San Francisco or I would have to fly back to LAX and then fly out of LAX and go oh, like without going home in between. Yeah, which I've done before. Um, we'll see. Because um, yeah, I mean. Fingers Fingers crossed by the end of June, beginning of July, you know, we'll, we'll be good to go. That's when those go-go shows are. Belinda posted today, you know, they don't know anything, but she sure hopes they'll, they'll be able to play over the summer. So. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, and see the Hyde Park thing would be like, you know, the, um, the trifecta would be, you know, over because I've seen take that there and I've seen Kylie there. So might as well see Duran Duran there too. So. Might as well. Uh, I, I did see the update. I'm sure you've seen now about those Cosmopolitan shows. No, but go ahead and tell me. Uh, well, un unpack your bags because you're not going anywhere. Good. And then I'll have 800 extra dollars. I was going to say, you must be loaded at this point with all your refunds coming in. Are they going to reschedule them? Did they say? I think it just said canceled. God blast it. Okay, that's cool. I know, I know. but you know, I mean, you know, they'll they'll play when the time is right, when they've got the album ready and all that business. But when we can do this, they'll be back. Yeah. Um. So um, I guess we'll talk about like music, new music stuff at the end because we're kind of like blah, 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 that running. But uh, <laughs> um. So today's so today's uh, episode it's uh, number thirty two and it's called Royals of Pop or Pop Royalty. And um, I thought about this one when I was watching something about like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and all that stuff that they're doing and yeah. he doesn't be a prince anymore and all that blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I mean, people have their ideas of who King of Pop is, Queen of Pop, whatever, blah. So I thought it would be fun for us to just kind of like chat about it and see who we think are those things. So um yeah. I'm going to get my notes together and um, keep on listening here to Is This Your Playlist? And we'll be right back. Podcasts are the new in thing. It seems like everybody has one, but not everybody knows how to get it started. Well, I'm here to tell you there's one place to go, 
where you can get everything going, and that is Anchor. Go to www.anchor.fm, and they will start you off, and you will have the coolest podcast out there. Hey, listeners, it's Kedrick, and I'm sitting here in my place, virtual place, um, in Palm Springs, and Mark is here. In West Hollywood. Hello, folks. Hi, Mark. Um, Did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, well, just because we're talking about pop royalty, um, in another sort of way, you might recall that um, way back in 1985, and I couldn't actually 100% confirm this. I did look. But somewhere in November 1985, in the UK charts, we had Prince, Princess, mm-hmm. King, and Queen. Nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I read that once upon a time, that there was, that that did happen once in the chart. And then I read an article said that they were never in the top 40 together, but I think they were in the top 100 together. Yeah, I remember that. And it would have been like either pop life or raspberry beret yeah, it would have and been say I think, I'm your number one probably by princess say i'm your, say number, your number one, one or after the love i think after the love actually oh nice from the, from the charts that i was looking up and for king i think it was um taste of your tears oh nice and then yeah. um um king it was uh, a kind of magic a kind of magic i think a kind of magic magic yeah that was 85 wasn't it yeah. I mean, they all had a lot of singles going on at that time. So it's just, just kind of interesting that they nearly, you know, all collided in the charts. There was a time where, where King and Princess were back to back. Like this? Yeah, just like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think those, I think that was actually Sam, your number one, and Alone Without You. Oh, nice. I forgot about Alone Without You. Oh, my God. So, so I, I, I love, oh yeah, I love those songs. I love King. Yeah. Did you have you found him yet? I, no, I've not found him. Are you just going to leave it up to Robbie? Yeah, didn't somebody say they were looking for him? Yeah, Rob Robbie Williams is. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it up to Robbie. Yeah, Rob needs to like get some music on or some I don't know. Um, so anyway, so um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about like pop's royalty. Um, so we're going to start with the Prince of Pop. Now, you know, this could have been this could have been a bunch of different people. And when I started to kind of do the research on it, I was like, maybe we should just kind of like do it, you know, like who's, who's now or whatever. And, you know, I came up with, it was either going to be Sean Mendez or Charlie Puth. So I, I this is is why, this is why you're here because I don't know music by either of those people. Okay. That's see, we all get to learn something. Yeah. Um, so Charlie Puth, um, he, uh, he was a YouTube sensation and, um, he's, um, he signed with Ellen DeGeneres' label. I think it was 1111 or Ellen 11 or something. And, uh, you know, he's, he's written for other people. He's written for Jason Derulo. He's written for Pitbull. He, um, wrote that, uh, the song, See You Again for Fast Furious 8, the tribute to Paul Walker which was a kind of number one everywhere. And um, his first album came out and it wasn't really received well um, until See You Again came out. And then he had a song called One Call Away, which that kind of shot him into the stratosphere. He had a number one in 
England, New Zealand, and Ireland. And uh, he went on tour with Selena Gomez because he had a song with her called We Don't Talk Anymore. We Don't Talk yeah, Anymore. Yeah, I, I actually, that sounds vaguely familiar. I think they were dating for like a second between Justin Bieber and The Weeknd. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who was dating now? Charlie and Justin Bieber on The Weeknd? No, Selena Gomez and Charlie uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's different. Oh, and he did that song. Um, his first song was called um, Marvin Gaye. And um, it was with Megan Trainer. And he, oh, and I didn't even know this. And I should have known this because I like the video. He was in Megan Trainer's uh, Dear Future Husband video, which is my, one of my songs to Steve. Dear Future Husband. So, so which Steve? What you can edit that out. Never mind. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you wow. know a lot of people named yeah. Steve. That's all. <laughs> Apologies to all of them and you. <laughs> You're lucky we're in two different cities. No, I'm just um, so, uh, so yeah, so he's kind of like you know he is on the same level I feel as Sean Mendez, and um, you know. Um, yeah, he's just one of those kind of kids that can write for anyone. He's like I said, he's written with Jason Derulo. He wrote for, uh, he wrote Bombastic with Bonnie McGee. McKee. Um, he's worked on CeeLo Green's album. Um, yeah, so he's uh, he's worked with. Uh, um, let's see, who else does he work with? Um, I just saw how many albums has he put out? He has two albums. And a third one on the way. Yeah. Um, he, he released a, a single called If You Leave Me Now with Boys to Men. And I think it was the Chicago version. I have yet, I have to listen to it, actually, just to see. Um, but yeah, his, um, his second album was called Voice Notes. And it, you know, it was received very well. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's had hits. So... So I would think he would be the Prince of Pop. I mean, most people would say Justin Timberlake, but you know that that, that name makes me urge. But I, I also, I mean, this is why, this is going to be like a learning thing for me because I feel like my pop, I haven't had a, a prince or princess, king or queen for many a year because I don't feel like today's pop stars are equal to what, um, you know, what I had growing up <laughs> in the olden days. I feel like they're more social media celebrities and um you know there's no actual record sales yeah you know, in, in, in comparison you know it's very little actual record sales so it's hard for me to uh, just like put in perspective how big some of these people are so right. you're gonna teach me yay i like that um so yeah you know and, and when i thought of like the other options it, you know like it, it could have been usher it could have been yeah me usher is definitely something somebody on my radar yeah, um, Neo was another choice. Um, Ollie Murs, um, for those who are in the know, Ollie Murs. Yeah, for those of you in Europe and the UK. And smart people in America like us. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it could have been any of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you were to ask people now, like who they think it would be, I think they would say Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake. And I oh don't. yeah, probably. I mean, probably Bieber. I guess for this crowd, uh, I confess my. I mean, that this stops at Robbie Williams for me. What your boy band? Like Pop Prince. Oh, Robbie Williams. Yeah. Okay. No, I I 
I, I just feel like the um, like the the accomplishments, the amount of sales. I mean, we've talked about him plenty, but what what he was able to do in his you know peak career, nobody else, nobody's doing that now. It's it doesn't even happen anymore. Yeah, yeah you're right. And that's you're why, right. like, for me to like label, you know, most any of these newer people, you know, I, I don't feel like they're at the same level just because the business has changed so much. Well, and plus you had to kind of go out and do your thing back then. You know, you had to go out and tour and go to the TV shows and stuff like that. And I don't even know if they do that anymore. They probably do. I mean, well, not, not this Jimmy, month, but yeah, they do. Jimmy Fallon and all those. So, I mean, I'm sure yeah, they, I mean, for sure touring. I mean, people are still, I'm sure those guys are still selling plenty of tickets, you know, in a, in a normal time period. Exactly. Because well, that's, I mean, that, that's where you really make money is touring, not so much on the record sales unless you're unless you write it but you know um no actually you know i was gonna say a lot of them don't write their own music but a lot of them a lot of the ones nowadays do oh the weekend could have been on there you know i love the weekend have, have you I, I i keep being told that i need to listen to his new stuff oh my god that's, yes but it's, it's very 80s flavored yep 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 yes so um all right so that was our prince of pop and um, so we'll just kind of move right on to the Princess of Pop. Now, anyone who knows me knows that, like, my choice would be Britney Spears, okay? But we've done it. But your predecessor and I did a show on Britney Spears. So this yeah. is who it is. Yes. What? What? <laughs> the reason I'm saying, the reason I. That's, I, that's, was, that's even yeah. more out of whack than me saying Robbie in 2020. Oh, it isn't. No, because we can talk. That's the thing. This is this your playlist is all about. Different it's a, that's why I was saying I didn't like do deep research because I feel like this is just opinions, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got we facts. Facts. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, so, so I did actually. I thought Debbie Gibson and Tiffany because they were. I mean, they were the pop princesses back then, and there wasn't really another one until. Britney Spears, I think. I mean, Samantha Fox wasn't. Kylie wasn't. You know, uh, Kylie was not. I don't think she was. For me. Oh, a princess of pop? Okay. Well, <laughs> because, like, or, or, or maybe you've made her queen. <laughs> maybe you've elevated her to queen. We'll see. <laughs> maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. No. So, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, so. So Debbie Gibson, Deborah Gibson, um, she uh, is three months older than me. I love that. Um, you know, she came out in 1987. And, um, you know, she came out with a cute ass song called Only In My Dreams. And I worshipped her. Okay. Yeah, me both. Okay. And then Shake Your Love came out. Love her. Um, and she... Um, you know, one of the good things about her back then is that she was like 15 or 16 and she wrote all those songs. And I remember her being on like a VH1, uh, I Love the 80s or whatever. And she was talking about Only My Dreams. And she just said she wrote songs like they were just stories. She'd never even like had a boyfriend when she wrote Foolish Beat. You know, oh, I know. That was the crazy thing is that she was writing these beautiful emotional songs and, you know, hadn't lived the life. And when you say goodbye. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she had um she had all hits from the first album. 
um, and Foolish Beat went to number one, and she was the youngest. She was the youngest person to write and produce a number one song because she was 16, I think, or 15. Yeah, no, absolutely. She, well, no, if she was if she's born in 70, she was 16 when that came out. Um, then they did Staying Together, which was actually one of my favorite songs, and it only got Me to know Huh? Yeah, I love that song, too. You can't go, boy. Dun, 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 dun. I love that song. Staying um, Together. I still don't know why Play the Field wasn't a single. That was That was the hit. Play the field, you gotta look around. Okay, that one. <laughs> yeah, but Electric Youth? Well, we haven't gotten there yet, Mark. You're jumping ahead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're about, to, we're about to jump off of Out of the Blue and jump right into Electric Youth. And what was the first single? Was it not Electric Youth? No. no it wasn't. I get lost. Yeah, I lost in your eyes. Her last number one, um, and I remember when that came out. It was it was just so her, and she was, you know, she was that girl next door gone good. You know, I mean, could you imagine like if they came out now and tried to do that stuff? <laughs> you know, I mean, these girls nowadays, it's like they, you know, they take their clothes off, and that's how right, they right from the start. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, uh, both both Debbie and Tiffany were, you know, just nice girl next door girls yes they were and you know it's funny because they always like there was always this like rivalry or whatever but i mean they said later on in later years that it was just all kind of like the media or whatever yeah well, I, I don't think back then they really even had the time to become friends or enemies because they were both doing their own work and you know they weren't yeah. doing events together then now they're now they're buddies which is really cute yeah um what was I going to say? You're so about uh, Electric Youth? Oh, yes, Electric Youth. Electric Youth was a great song, actually. I mean, it only got to number 11 in the U.S. charts, which is weird, because, I mean, it was huge, and, and we saw the tour. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, we've told it, I believe we've told it on here before, that we went to go see, separately, go see Debbie Gibson at the Forum, because of, partly because of her and partly because of the opening act, Bross, from the U.K., doing a rare appearance in America mm-hmm. as they were opening the entire Electric Youth Tour, I believe. And yeah. that's probably the first time we crossed paths or you remember at least seeing me yeah. in the audience going crazy. Well, because, um, so listeners, um, I was in the load section on the side and literally if I had 10 more dollars, I would, probably would have been down there where you guys are. Um, but I, you know, I was like, 17 or 18 so I didn't have like I literally had what I had in my pocket like I didn't have 10 extra dollars and I said to the guy at the ticket agency you can't you can't spot me he's like no I can't do it and I was like all right so we were so me and my friend Bill were standing there and we were going for it like brusque you know you walked in and it was like the time um album cover was that big banner behind him and um we saw people freaking out and it's like it was literally us two and the three or four people on the floor. Right. Most you know? everybody was waiting for Debbie and was not familiar, familiar with Bross here in America. So, yeah. So that's, that's when I was like, hmm, I wonder who that is. And little did those, I know. Those, those good tickets were scored because I had the luxury of working at a store with a ticket master. Or maybe it was Ticket Tron outlet back then. And uh, 
we would just keep an eye on um keep an eye on the tickets and usually the i don't remember when we got those but usually like the day or the day before a show all the good floor tickets would start coming out yeah and i think that's how we got those <laughs> oh my god um and it was a great show i mean she um you know she did um my favorite song on the album is called over the wall and that was the second song i believe and, um, you know, she was just, she was a consummate performer. Um, you know, she didn't take her clothes off until later. And, <clears throat> <laughs> Too and I know, right? And, um, you know, she's still kind of like, she's known for like, she wrote her own stuff. And I'm not a songwriting Nazi. I mean, you don't have to write your own songs. I don't care if you write your own song. I don't give a shit about that. But she did. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so... Um, and I don't know if you knew this, but like, um, in 2006, she actually did a song with Jordan Knight called Say Goodbye. Nope. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, it was, was actually, it on, was, was it on an uh, album? Uh, it was going to be on, was it on his album? I think it was going to be on one of his albums, like one of his solo albums. And, um, yeah. So, and, and now, you know, as you know, she's kind of like back in the, Back in the charts and back in the um, public eye, um, you know, she did the mixtape tour with New Kids on the Block and her her mortal enemy, Tiffany, even though she's not, <laughs> and um, Salt and Peppa and Naughty by Nature. And I got to see the show in San Diego and it was absolutely amazing. Amazing. She's got a big, big song in the dance charts right now called Girls Night Out. It's doing really yeah. well. Yep. Um, and it's her top, first top five on a Billboard chart in over 30 years. So, you know, she, she had the third album, Anything is Possible. And I think she was, you know, it was 91, I think. So, you know, grunge and all that was kind of kicking in. So she was like... Yeah, I mean, pop, just perfect pop like that was just falling out. I don't think it would have mattered who, who you were at the time. It just wasn't getting the attention. But um, yes. I really, I did like the, the next album, though. And that was, was called... I forgot. Oh, man. You surprised me. I don't have Debbie Gibson facts in front of me. Yeah, well, I, I, could, I could probably walk over to it and find yeah, out. But, uh, you know, body, one. Mind, you know, body, mind, and soul. Yeah, that one. Yeah. It's got some fun stuff on it. That one's a bit um, more upbeat and fun and funky. <laughs> Just like you. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because Losing Myself was on that one. Losing Myself. Yeah. That was, that was on that album. There's yes. some other there's some other good ones on there too. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't rattle off the names. But I thought you were a fan, Mark. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't listened to it in a while. Have you have you seen that box set that came out? Um, I have not. Is I it think good? It's all like the Atlantic, probably the Atlantic years type. Oh, the, thing. the four albums, like the first four albums or something in a well, box. No, it's an actual bo it's an actual box set with remixes and all kinds of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I am going to pause us right now because I think my speaker is starting to die. Hold on, okay? Hold on. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, you know, after, you know, the pop years, I remember she went to England and she did, she was um, Sandy in Greece over there. And um, uh, Craig McLaughlin, who was, in a, who was an Australian guy, he was sort of like the only other Jason Donovan kind of person, but he was kind of rugged and, you know, manly Craig. I'm pretty Craig, sure I have his album. Craig McLaughlin. 
And, uh, and she did really well. And they did a cover of, you know, well, they did all the songs, but um, You're the One That I Want went into the charts at number 13, I believe. So, um, so yeah, that was cool. So, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm glad, she, I'm glad she's back. Yeah, she's been on Broadway quite a bit, I believe. She's put out albums of Broadway music and, you know, she's, she's come out with a song or two here and there. And she's done some of those sci-fi channel movies where she got to fight Tiffany. <laughs> I wonder how much of that was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like Mega Piranha or something. Oh, my God. You know, what it, whichever one it was, I think it did really well, which was weird. She wasn't in the Sharknado, oh, was she? It wasn't a Sharknado. I'm sure it did very well because they got to say it starred Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. So, <laughs> well, I'm picking. So, my prince and princess would be Robbie and Kylie. Oh, and they could sing kids together. And they can sing kids. Do you remember when there was a rumor that they were going to be in Grease 3? Yes. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Right. Hey, everybody, we're back with Is This Your Playlist, talking about pop royalty, kings and queens, <laughs> princes and princesses. Yes. Um, so, and so, we just so we just talked about the prince and prince... So now Mark's going to start off um, the queen of pop, who you think that is. Now Mark's going to start off um, the queen of pop, who you think that is. I had the queen of pop for me is still Madonna. I could say, I mean, maybe I'm a, more into Kylie these days, but Madonna was, I mean, there's no, there's no two ways around it. She's been the biggest pop star that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, as far as a female pop star and um, you know fan, you know tastes wax and wane and you know she's not as popular as she used to be um, but she can still sell out whatever it is that she wants to do um, new young followers you know still find their way especially young gay boys always find their way to Madonna and um, her accomplishments are just incredible I think it's hard to for the younger people to understand um, because they weren't there at her peak, but we, we both saw it and, you know, it's, it was just incredible what she was able to do. It, world domination. She said it, it on, she said it on uh, American, American Bandstand. <laughs> and she did it. Um, and if she, did. if she doesn't do anything else, um, she still holds that title. Yeah, she needs to chill out. Stop trying to be Ariana Grande and Katy Perry. They want to be you. You don't need to be them. Anyway. Yes, that's that's definitely something that I think has plagued her later career is is um, more playing catch up to other people when you're Madonna and just kind of do what you want. I mean, she did what she wanted to this with this album, and you know it didn't really sell. And Kedrick doesn't like it. I, I haven't. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I mean, it's no you know it's not Confessions or Ray of Light or Like a Prayer any of the classics but um no. you know she's she's got quite the catalog of albums variety in the sound um you know these newer artists come back to me when you've got 10 20 albums and we'll talk <laughs> well they won't um, right because they won't still be doing it okay um, madge 
Madge. Her majesty. And she hates she hates being called that, but Does she? Oh, she hates being called material girl. Then don't wear a belt that says material girl. Well, I don't think she hated it back then. She hates it she, now. She did hate it. She said it. <laughs> so well, uh, um, you know what? I I have a love. I mean, I yeah, just like you, um, what she's done is incredible. And and even like fans like myself that were I was eleven or twelve when those first few holiday and um, right. Lucky Star Column came out. Because my brother had the forty five for holiday, and we thought she was black. So then when they so were did, gonna oh oh wait, so did we? So did we? So my sister got my sister and I were into her during the first album. And somebody gave her the first album, like for Hanukkah or Christmas or something. And I was like, who's that white lady? <laughs> Isn't it crazy, like... though? It's so crazy to think because we weren't, um, we weren't used to hearing so many black artists on pop radio, I guess. We didn't know what pop radio was. We were 11. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I knew the I difference between my... I knew the difference between my KROQ and my uh, KIQQ was a pop station in LA here. Or KIIS. KIIS as well. Um, no, I mean, like, for me, like, even as a fan, I was like, oh, this, this is cute. She'll be around for 15 minutes. I didn't think it was going to last. And then, you know, the VMAs happened, and I was just like, you could have punched me in the face. It was like, wow, we might have something here. I remember saying that. I was like, oh. Wow, that's very ballsy. And I've always thought that if you watch the video, like her eyes are like red and glossy. She was probably high because that's the only way she probably could do that. You're talking Riding about the rolling on the floor performance? The, uh -huh. the first VMAs? Yep. I've always awesome. thought, because if you watch, because if you look, there's one part at the end when they say, she says, yeah, can you hear my heartbeat for the very first time or whatever? And you look at her eyes and they're just like glassed over. It's like, oh, girl, you probably stored it something before you came out. Well, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know that she has any history with drug use like that. But um, knowing her, too, she could have been up all night rehearsing that number because she's a workaholic and a perfectionist. Oh, okay. Snap, snap, snap. Let's, let's cross drug dealing, drugs out and put... Well, I don't know. I've, I've, never heard any I've never heard any stories about her like that. Have you? Yeah, but I mean, every, you know, it was, it was what it was. I didn't hear any stories about Duran Duran either until later. Like them on the side of um, Band Aid doing coke with Status Quo and <laughs> and mid year coming out there and saying if you guys don't get back in here, I mean I don't need to hear that because because Band Aid was so good anyway. Well, we so uh, back at, back so, then yeah. we didn't you didn't know about that. and that's the difference too is back then we didn't know like here this is your pop star and you're gonna know the information that the press has been given to hand out. Where today, that's why I was saying uh, to me, so many of these people are more like just social media stars who happen to sing because like their Twitter wars are, get more news than their hit songs. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, she's, she's, um, she's done well. I mean, she's always kind of been a, a, you know, ahead of the curve. Um, for me, in my opinion, Confessions was the last good album as an album. Um, and I just feel like she's trying too hard you know, um, and I mean, who wouldn't want to work with her? I mean, she gets the, the biggest producers of the time. Who doesn't want to work with Madonna? But like, I just think the last four albums have just not been good. Um, and that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, the Rebel Heart Tour is amazing, but. 
you know? Um, yeah, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I mean, I wouldn't say they're not good, but they're certainly not as good or, you know, solid albums. They all have their highlights, but. Like the first two were amazing. Um, I, and that's one of the things I wish I could have been like 10 years older or five years older so I could have seen the Virgin Tour at Universal Amphitheater. Yeah, I didn't see it either. So the first, the first time I saw her was Who's That Girl at Anaheim Stadium. Great. I, the first time I saw her was uh, actually the Reinvention Tour in 2014. Oh, that's one that I actually missed. Wait, was that 2014? No, that had to have been before that. No? Yes, 2004. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds closer. Yeah, so, so that's cool. Well, my choice for Queen is Kylie. Kylie. And I, you know, no argument for me. I just yeah. didn't have a younger princess in place. I just thought, well, no, because here's the thing. Like, I thought you were going to say Belinda Carlisle, to be honest with you. I really did. Well, because I wasn't going, you know, totally personal. We didn't, we didn't put rules... And, you know, any, any specifics on how we were coming up with these things, so. You can't set rules about love. Just kidding. Just okay, yeah, man. <laughs> um, she's always been, for me, she's always been number one. Um, and she is, she's always the next person after Madonna. Like, it's always Madonna and Kylie. Madonna and Kylie. When they when you talk about like biggest pop stars internationally, right. Madonna because they both have you know chameleon their way you know through their careers and um, she's just Kylie's always been my favorite since I should be so lucky came out in on December twelfth nineteen eighty seven. She's been my favorite and like. I've just, I have everything that she's ever put out and, you know, I lived in America and she was really kind of anti-America for a long time. And then I was in the car, it was 2001. I was driving up Santa Monica Boulevard and I took a tape out, you know, of the tape player. And like, I heard la, 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 la. I could have crashed the car. I was like, where am I at? And then can't get you out of my head, you know, got big and we thought she was going to tour and she didn't. And then no, she did a lot of press though. That's when she was doing like Jay Leno and stuff like that. Yes, I mean, because because that was a hit. Love at First Sight was a hit. Come into my world was a hit. Um, but then she she just kind of didn't do anything else. And um, and I remember in two thousand nine, or yeah, my friend Jeff calls me and he's like, "Oh, so what do you think of the Kylie thing?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, she's coming to America to tour." And I go, "Jeff." Don't play with my emotions like that. I don't need to hear that. He's like, it's true. I go, okay, Jeff, whatever. He's like, get the new LA Weekly. Okay. I was like, stomp, 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 go to get it. Flip, flip, flip. And it said, Kylie, <laughs> Kylie USA. USA. Yeah, two, 2009. And I was just like, oh my God, it's happening. So my friend Bill and I went, we went to the first two shows in Oakland and, um, like for us, it was that weird kind of thing. Like we were in the front row of the first ever U.S. tour for Kylie, and we were in the front row. And um, she did the first three songs, which were "Light Years," "Speakerphone," and I want to say "Spinning Around." And then she just stood there, and everybody was cheering. You've been to the Fox Theater. Everybody was cheering, and she was just like, you know, she's taking it all. 
and she it finally the same. Goes, and she goes she goes finally and everyone's same screaming. thing at uh, I mean, the you were at the Hollywood Bowl also right yes I was I mean she just stood there and like started crying while we wouldn't stop you know plotting for her and it was definitely yeah it was definitely a moment yeah um yeah that was just such a great if i could have gone to new york shows i would have because you know me i would have like if take that ever tour here well, i'm going to every single show um so so yeah so kylie is my choice for queen of pop and you know she's had 14 number one dance singles in america and she's had seven number one singles in england and she's the biggest selling australian import and um she's my girl and she yeah, always, no, yeah always no, she, she really is mine too you know that but and i i think um i think what's great about her and why she's endured is what you see is what you get like everybody says she's just the sweetest person She's just a you know nice lady. She looks like she's a good time, you know, yeah. fun to hang out with. So just a, just um, a genuine a genuine person, and you know somebody who deserves all the success that they've gotten. I love her. Um, I wish you would tour here again, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But whatever, I'll go over there. Um, I think so, I think we'll probably have another chance. I'm sure she'll come do something eventually. So, um, so so listeners, that's my choice for uh, Queen of Pop is Kylie and we're going to be back shortly with the king so stay tuned while every shelter pet is unique some love a good game of fetch others would rather snuggle together on the couch however there is one thing that they all have in common they're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? with Kedrick and Mark. Okay, go ahead. Hey, everybody, this is Mark, and we're back with this, this your playlist to talk about the king. <laughs> and uh, I know who most people would say it is. I don't know if that's who you're going to say it is. Who are you going to say it is? Who you think it is, the obvious person, despite, you know, his life, other See, things in his life. I don't know. I mean, see, I, I guess maybe when I when I was thinking about this one, I kind of was thinking that like just us as people, you know, knowing you, knowing me. Oh. <laughs> 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 knowing we have an ABBA moment. Um, that we would pick not the obvious. That's what I kind of thought. Because I was well, like, like yeah. I said, we, di we didn't put any uh, 
we didn't really put any rules on it or anything. So no, I didn't go, I didn't go like real ultra personal on this one. I just kind of went with my, I guess, like worldwide view. You should always go personal because that's what this is for. <laughs> well, okay. well, I grew up <laughs> in the eighties, you know, who, I grew up in the eighties. So there was, there was nobody bigger than Michael Jackson. And despite what people might know or think they know about him now, that wasn't, that wasn't part of it. That was never part of it. It was always music. It was always music and dancing and mega hit records and mega hit singles and a movie at Disneyland. And I don't know. I mean, what has, what didn't he do in his lifetime? Um, I think he did everything. I mean, this is my, this is my take on Mike. It's like, um, I love, like, when I first started listening to music, it was, like, during the off-the-wall era. So, you yeah. know, Rock Same. With You, Don't, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Um, off the Wall, the song is one of my favorites. Um, and I knew he was in the Jacksons, Jackson 5, but I was, you know, I was kind of, like, separated from that. Um, so, but I knew who he was. Um, and then I think, um, let's see. <clears throat> I remember the girl was mine. No, Say, Say, Say came out with him and Paul McCartney and then Girl Is Mine came out and um and then Thriller came out the album and I remember having the album and just kind of like listening to it the first time and kind of like oh okay this is oh you know it's kind of like eh. and then Motown 25 happened and that was the infamous night the that moment he yep he did the, the debut of the moonwalk I mean you could have punched me in the face I was just like I was just like 12 years old, just looking at it, just like, how did he do that? You know, and uh, come to find out Jeffrey Daniel from Shalimar taught him how to do that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because Jeffrey Daniel had, was doing that for like a year or two before Mike did, you know, in England when Shalimar kind of split for a minute. Right, but he, he didn't get to do it on the Motown 25 show that the world was watching. Yeah, I only watched it because Adam Ant was going to be on there. <laughs> Same. I, mean, I remember that too. He was such an odd, an oddball to be on that bill. And I don't know what he did. I don't, I forgot what song he did. Um, God, I don't remember. Don't remember. He didn't, do, he didn't do his songs. He didn't do. I think he did it. No, he would have done a Motown song. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, you know, I this is I've always had this weird kind of thing with him. A, I think that like. What do you, okay, when you have the biggest selling album of all time, Thriller, how do you top that? And you're trying to top yourself. And I think it drove him crazy. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I mean, Bad, I mean, it's a good song, but the video, I was like, come on. You're not going to be in the, you're not going to be in the subway, Wesley Snipes. He kicked my fucking ass. <laughs> okay. You ain't bad, you ain't nothing. It's like, okay, Mike. Hey. Who cares? It was another another massive moment. It wasn't just a hit single. It was a moment. Um, so I just think that, like, well, first of all, I, I wanted to walk down the street and have the stones light up. Just once. Just one time <laughs> I wanted to do that. Um, and, yeah, those, those videos were iconic. And then to hear later that MTV didn't want to play them, and the president of Columbia said, if you don't play these records, I'm going to pull all of our artists. And they had a right. lot of back then. That's how much pull they had. That's how much pull he had as an artist. And this is weird. Like, knowing how video-ish he is, why was there never Human Nature or PYT or um, Girl Is Mine or Want to Be Starting Something? I, I always well, wondered. Weird. 
Yeah, why you no videos for those? Nope. Nope. And I, maybe it was because well the victory tour happened too, so but I was, that was I went to that. They didn't do any of the victory songs. Because Michael didn't I, I just know that I was there. It was at Dodger Stadium. That's about all I remember. And did you have to do a lottery or did someone do a lottery for you? That's what I heard. It was kind of like um, I have, we had a, we had a family friend that worked for KIQQ radio. Oh, nice. And so we went with both our families all together in the, in so the box. Mark, Mark, you just know everybody, everybody knows you and every, you know, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read, I read in later years that like they, did, Michael didn't really want to do that tour, but you know, he didn't need to, I'm sure he, that was like a gift to the family. Yeah, to the brothers. I mean, the Victory yeah. album wasn't awful. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, to have the six of them on the album was probably cool. But, yeah, he, he didn't want to do any of the songs. I even stayed a shot. I was like, that's weird. And he basically, it was like, it was a Michael Jackson tour. It was thriller. The, the, the day that um, State of Shock came out, I, I think it was that radio station, again, KQQ that I mentioned, they played it all day long. And they would announce other things. They would go, and that was Holiday by Madonna, except it wasn't. It was... It was the Jacksons. Yeah, and everything they said, it was the Jacksons. They just played it for like 24 hours. That was a great song. I mean, a great song, great collaboration. And I'm sure you know, like, that it was originally for Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Mercury, folks. That, that would have been interesting, but I think Mick just had that. Mick Jagger had that kind of like. Different kind of swagger that worked yeah. for that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um and uh you know he famously did it on live aid with tina turner mm. jagger did um so you know i just feel like michael i just feel like he just drove himself crazy and like that whole the pepsi commercial thing like when you know when he got burned i think he felt like oh if if something happens to it they'll have to fix it so that i think that's where all the stuff started and uh yeah, I mean, you cannot take away from his artistry. You know, yeah, I don't even want to talk about the, the other stuff because that's, uh, not, that's not yeah. the point. But um, like I was saying before, like pop stars today, like you can say they sold a million records, but did a million people get off their butts and go to the record store and buy a record? No, they, they, they streamed it. They just listened to it on their phone. It's just not that it doesn't add up. The success that people have today is not the same as the, what the success that people were having way back then. So for me, it's hard to really, like I, like I was saying, claim that anybody now is really this or that because it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just not the same as it was back then. The importance I, of popular music. I don't think there are mega stars out there. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. Yeah, you know. I thought you might have dropped those names in this conversation. No, I'm just saying. It's like, if, I mean, Taylor Swift's playing stadium, so I mean, <laughs> she's doing something right, you know. Yeah, no, she is. I wouldn't she's go, probably I wouldn't, one of the biggest, one of the biggest artists out there for sure right I now. I wouldn't go, and you know the, and then BTS, those, uh, the Korean boy band is like, they're so big. I don't even, I don't get it. But that's not. For that's me crazy to me that 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 sound that that um like K-pop finally broke through here. I mean, they're playing five nights at the. Rose Bowl, five. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Stephen Michael's going. <laughs> wow. 
And he said, he's, he goes, oh, I'm going to dress very conservatively. I was like, really? He is not. He's going to sparkle and shine. Yes, he is. Hold on. Okay. Um, okay, well, so who did you pick then? Can you still see me? I can. Ooh, that's weird. Okay. Um, well, come on. You know who it is? Gary Barlow? He's the leader of Take That. Oh, my God. Really? You can't just put him for everything. Oh, he is the king of, he is the king of pop. <laughs> okay? He is everything. Do I need to go fun facts with him? He is the best. He is the best. He, um, he, he's captain of Take That, which is a full-time job, and he does solo albums, and I love him. Don't I? I saw that look. He is looking out my window. But that's what I'm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like you know. Um, I mean, I could have said Michael Jackson, and I could have said Madonna and Britney and whoever. But like, I I took it like since there were no rules, you know. I I did take it kind of personally because it's like, yeah, he for me he is. He's the king because he's just. He's you know he's perfect as far as I'm concerned. And, <laughs> You know, I mean, he. Did you like his? Did you like his gray beard that he was sporting in those YouTube clips? Maybe. <laughs> um, but I know that I know where my place is with him. No, um, you know, he's um, he's just like, he's he writes songs, he sings, he sings really well. He's really fun to look at. Um, he's just talent. You know, he does the X Factor in England, which I really I was. I thought about watching it just because he was on it, but I couldn't even watch it. I watched one episode, couldn't do it. Um, I don't like those shows. Um, you know, he is um, about to do another solo album, and I've seen him on two solo tours and four Take That tours. And he's just, he's always been my favorite in that band. And there's just, I just, I mean, he's, he's probably, he's number, ooh, boy, he's in a tie with Joey McIntyre. Is my favorite, you know. Your crush? In my crush? crush or a musician? Um, both, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, um, yeah, he's just kind of like, he's grown into himself, and he's just like, he's Gary. And I got to meet him in July of 94. He was in San Francisco. And uh, it was the biggest thing, I, you know, in my 23 years of life. And, uh you know, I've just, I've loved Take That ever since, and he was always my favorite, and um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's that, he's that pop star, he's that guy for me, um, so there you go, and I can too put him for everything if I want to. <laughs> so that's an interesting um, castle we've got, we've got, um, Kylie has to serve double time as queen and princess. <laughs> And I guess like Madonna's the queen mum. <laughs> yeah. And Michael's dead. And Michael's dead. So uh, I guess and Gary gets to do everything. Yes. He does everything anyway. <laughs> and Rob will just be the prince. Oh, yeah. Rob and Gary get to hang so, out again. See, it's the reunion. Anyway.